Welcome to 8 with 8, a podcast from Ohio State Support Team 8, where we share what's on our minds and what's in the research from the field of education. Welcome to our podcast. This is our very first episode of our very first season in which we're focusing on ramping up relationships. Today, you're going to hear from two of our consultants, Heidi and Stephanie. They're both coaches in our region for PBIS, and they've pulled some research and some examples about the power of relationships. You're not going to want to miss this. It's me, Heidi. And I'm Stephanie. Today, we are bringing you eight considerations for developing relationships in your classroom. We are going to share five strategies and three tools. Okay, Steph, so let's start with some research. Did you know that the quality of the relationship between the teacher and student, and in many cases, those relationships that students have with each other that are developed by the teacher, has an effect size of 0.52, according to John Hattie? I did not know that. And Heidi, there might be some listeners that aren't too familiar with that John Hattie barometer. Can you explain what 0.52 is? Is that good? 0.52 is above 0.4, which we always use as kind of a hinge point. We call that um, in the zone of desired effects. And so anything above 0.4 is actually shows in the research that it is effective. And so being 0.52, this is a good uh, indication that this is an effective practice. Hmm, interesting. So 0.52 is pretty good. And that, again, was the relationship between teachers and students. I wonder what teachers are thinking about this. So there's actually some research about that as well. Uh, There was a study that was done in the European Journal of of the Psychology of Education, and it found that if teachers have good relationships in their classrooms, it it showed that they, they experienced less anxiety and more joy in their classrooms. So both for the students and the adults, really those relationships are really very important. So in keeping with our podcast name, we're calling it Eight with Eight. We have eight takeaways for you today. We're gonna start with five strategies that you can use tomorrow in your classroom. So let's start with the very first one, which is really the easiest one, and that is learning your students' names. So whether it's the, really this is something that we talk about at the beginning of the school year, but sometimes if you're a secondary teacher, you could be getting new classes throughout the whole school year, or if you're an applied arts teacher or, you know, an art teacher or or phys ed teacher, you may be getting kids all year long. So it's really, really important that you learn those names right off the bat. Um, Sometimes it's difficult if you have a lot of kids on your caseload, but it's important that you make the effort to learn those students' names right at the beginning of when your course starts. Uh, The other thing that we talk about is greeting students at the door. And in this day and age, that could be greeting them physically at your door if you're in person, or if you are doing um, online learning or remote learning, that could be how are you greeting students as they log into the classroom? Really, really important. We've seen stuff, uh, teachers do uh, handshakes, uh, personalized handshakes, or um, they have certain things that they say to their kids at the door, but there, there's, there's a very intentional effort to greet those kids when they come in their classrooms. Absolutely. The Center on PBIS actually just released something called socially connected while physically distant. And it was a really one page, very concise uh, set of examples to do that, to greet students at login. Um, They recommended some things like using the emoticons and reactions built into Zoom or Google. 
um, if you are in a hybrid model and uh, meeting with students virtually. And we've also seen just the simple pairing of visuals, like using the American Sign Language sign for good morning, just to show your students that you're really there, you're ready for class, and that you recognize the, that they log in. So we'll be sure to add those to our show notes in our website if, if you're interested in those. I love the idea of the sign language. I know we have some buildings and districts that we're working with that actually teach their building-wide expectations using uh, gestures or sign language. And I think that's a great idea, particularly now when we're not physically close to our students. I think that's great. Um, so we've given you a couple already. Another one that you might wanna consider is how do you call on your students in class? Uh, we would suggest that you would have a strategy to call on them equitably. We have seen uh, with the buildings that we've worked with, uh, the old fashioned way of using popsicle sticks uh, and putting kids' names on there and trying to be equitable that way. There are a lot of things now that we can use random name generators online or some of the technology that we have, um, but those are really great ways to make sure that everybody in your class has a voice. Uh, we've seen a lot of different ways uh, teachers use them um, very creatively in their own classrooms. Another strategy you might wanna consider in, in addition to calling on students equitably would be using interest inventories. And we have seen this also in the buildings that we're working with. And that is really getting to know your students' interests. At the beginning of the year, we see this typically happen, but I don't think there's any reason why you can't do it throughout the year. And that is to give your, your, your students a survey or some sort of questionnaire to find out what truly does interest them. And then using that information to uh, build your lessons around that uh, and, and use that to gain interest uh, in class. I think that becomes, Steph, even more important now because of the fact that we are in a remote uh, environment a lot of times and it's really hard keeping kids engaged. So if you could use something like an interest inventory, I think that would be another great way to grab kids' interest and keep them engaged during class. I think that's a great way to get to know your kids too after natural breaks. You know, winter break as you know, is a great example. You're going to be away from your students for a couple of weeks. And so just checking in with them to say, what have you done since we've last connected um, and see what interests have developed since then is, is probably another good idea. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Another strategy that we, uh, Steph, you and I have both researched and we have seen in practice with our buildings is what they call the two by 10 strategy. And basically that what that means is um, getting to know a student who you want to get to know better, or in some cases, if you have a student in your class that is displaying behaviors that are concerning to you, uh, you could use the two by 10 strategy. And all that means is that you are meeting for two minutes a day with that student for 10 days in a row. And it's just a check-in. You're not um, talking about grades or school or anything like that, but you're really just checking in with that student uh, for 10 days in a row at, at two minutes at a time. And we have found um, the research is very clear that it's effective, but we have found actually in practice that this is a really great strategy teachers can use. What always comes to mind when I hear two by 10, we've presented this uh, a lot of times in different trainings, you and I, Heidi, and I remember a teacher came up to us at the end and, um, you know, he said to us pretty, pretty bluntly and pretty boldly, I could do that. And we weren't sure which portion of our presentation he was referring to. And he said, I really don't like the kid, but I really could do two minutes. And I thought that was such an honest reflection. Um, you know, students that need that connection and that relationship most often tell us in really challenging and bizarre ways sometimes. And so two minutes seems like a very manageable target. And um, that teacher's face always comes to mind when we talk about the two by 10 strategy. 
I, I love that. And the fact that it doesn't take any prep, <laughs> you know, a lot of the strategies mm-hmm. that we share with people, there's some planning involved and some prep involved. This is something that you could do actually right on the fly if, if, if you see a, a concern arise. So I, I love I love that idea. And I love the fact that that teacher was so reflective um, about using the strategy. We have, we have really um, shared with you guys a few uh, strategies that you might wanna use in your class. Um, and so we're gonna share with you now a couple of tools and resources that can also help in your class. So we've given you those five and now we're gonna get into the three other things that we were gonna uh, talk about today as well. The first one is called the classroom management self-assessment. And this is an ass- assessment that helps determine which of your classroom management practices are in place And if they're not in place, it can help you develop an action plan um, to enhance or maintain these practices. So that's one thing that you can can use. Again, the classroom management self-assessment is the first one. The second one speaks a little bit to classroom management, but it also speaks to what we're working on a lot lately, and that is making sure our practices are equitable. And that one has a longer name. It's a little bit more of a mouthful, and that is called the Equitable Classroom Practices Observation Checklist. And this really looks at 27 specific observable teacher behaviors that will reflect culturally responsive teaching in your classroom. And it will uh, provide prompts for you to support um, the build and building rapport for students in your class. So those are two two different um, self-assessment checks, I guess you would call them, that you can look at your classroom practices. Heidi, tell me again that that long name um, (laughs) with the 27 specific observable behaviors. So that one is called, and I'm going to say it slowly, the Equitable Classroom Practices Observation Checklist. It's funny that it doesn't have an acronym. It probably should, but um, we're just going to say the whole whole name out loud. So we have too many acronyms in in education. We absolutely do have too many. Absolutely. Um, The last thing that we want to share with you is not so much a checklist or a self-assessment, but it is a tool that you can use, and that is called Socially Connected While Physically Distant. And Stephanie referred to this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. Um, This comes from the Center on PBIS, and it it really shows you how you can maintain um, good practices while being physically, not socially, but physically distanced from your students. We know that we're wearing masks now. We know that um, we have to be physically apart, but that doesn't mean that we can't be connected to our students. So this is a tool that can help you be distanced physically, but still connected to those to those students. So it's a great little, ch- and it's a great little chart that you can have at the ready. Wow, Heidi, that was a lot of good tips. So let's recap for the listeners. So in keeping with our eight with eight name, we shared five strategies, and those were learning your student's name, greeting your students at the door or at login, calling on your students equitably, using student interest inventories, and that two by 10 strategy. We also provided the three resources to help you self-assess when you're making connections with students and how to improve some of those relationships. We do hope that these ideas inspired you to reach out to a student that needs these connections now more than ever. Thanks for listening. And that's it for 8 with 8. If you'd like to learn more, head on over to our website, sst8.org slash podcast dot ASPX. 
This is where we're going to keep all of the podcast episodes and the related resources. And for this episode, you'll find a webinar that goes a little deeper on the importance of relationships in the classroom. You'll also find links to the strategies and tools that were discussed in this podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us next time as we delve deeper into relationships and how this looks during remote instruction.